Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Taco Tuesday here on Silver Screen and Roll Podcast. I'm Alex Padilla, at AlexPadilla86 on Twitter. He's Alex Regla, at AlexMRegla on Twitter. Alex, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? Uh, I feel like I sound awful. Um, I just came back from Chicago. I was there for a four day bachelor party. And I got to tell you, four days is way too many. Three days <laughs> is way too many. Like two days would have been enough, but I was out there for four days and I, like my voice is like barely coming back. But other than that, I feel pretty good. I yeah. I don't so apologize for the raspy voice today. No, you sound fine. How, how was the weather out there? Oh dude, it was uh freezing. Uh, it was St. Patrick's day weekend in Chicago. So they dyed the river green for the first time <laughs> in two years. Uh, it was like full blown, like the world is back to normal kind of vibe. It, I've never seen a city collectively agree to just get hammered. Like, and that's what it was. Uh, and we did it in, I believe the high on Saturday was 19 degrees and it was like sunny and not a cloud in the sky, just freezing. And then on Sunday, um, it was actually really nice. It was like jumped up to like 50 degrees and, and it was, it was really, really enjoyable, but, uh, it was a great time. I, it was my first time in Chicago and I had a really good time. Um, I know the word of basketball podcast, but I got to tour Wrigley field, which I've always wanted to do since seeing, oh, nice. rookie, since seeing rookie of the year. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, dude, it was a good time. It was a very good time. And somehow some way, through all this, I managed to watch the Lakers get absolutely blown out in back-to-back days. So, yeah, not exactly the best basketball weekend, that's for sure. No, man. And, and when you told me that you actually got to catch the game, I was like, damn, man, respect. Even through all that, you were able to catch the game. And unfortunately, uh, yeah, a downer. Yeah, I was. Uh, so The Bachelor is a Phoenix Suns fan. So that's kind of why we were at a bar to kind of catch a glimpse of it. I think he just wanted to do like a victory lap around a couple of us Laker fans that were in the group and boy, did they dude? that was, uh, that was something. And then yesterday while already back at home, I mean, what was the score in the first quarter again? Like it was so brutal. Um, you know, the loss to the Raptors, there's just not a lot. It was 33 to 12 after one. So not a lot of positivity to get, come back, even though, I think like Harrison, I don't remember what game we did, or maybe there was, they were getting blown out, like just absolutely blown out. And Harrison put the recap up in the third quarter and even put a paragraph saying, and I bet you they had some half-ass attempt at making a comeback like they do every single game. And that again happened yesterday. I don't know if it was a half-ass attempt, but I think when a team is up by 25 at some point, they kind of put their foot off the gas and the Lakers. That's when the Lakers seem to do well is when teams don't try or when they got their bench in. I was going to so. say of all, I, I know this season's been like super inconsistent and like they, every game is just crap, but uh, they follow the same recipe. Like in every loss, it's they're mostly getting blown out. They lose after the first quarter. And then there's a fake comeback towards the end of the game. Like um, I'll give them that. Like they're at least kind of predictable in that sense, but yeah. yeah, I even in that fourth quarter, I was like, "Oh God, they're gonna make this an eight-point game." Yeah, and then yeah, I think it's not gonna matter. I think like in the beginning of the season, 
we I, we've gone to the point where like we blamed quarters on the on the team's badness. You know, you yeah. remember we would always blame them yeah. on the third quarter. So the third quarter they were awful. Now lately we're blaming their starts in the first quarter. How awful they've been in the first quarter. Um, we literally are going to blame like HBO soon and start blaming the new show on HBO for their demise because we're running out of things to blame at this point. There's no sports illustrated cover curse this year. There's no, yeah. uh, this is going to be fun headline. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. This might be the winning time curse. Everybody is coming with that same energy that LeBron wanted them to come with. And it's not been fun. Uh, every time the Lakers play, it's like a new meme a new thing that went viral for LeBron yelling at somebody or LeBron just hashtagging the kid from Akron, even though they just got their doors blown out. It's just been, uh, and it will, it will continue to be an awful, awful season. And it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> one of, <laughs> that sounds so horrible. <laughs> I mean, the deal is like, there's, they got a very tough schedule <laughs> remaining. They have an incredibly tough schedule remaining. Their next four games are all on the road and they're all play, except the wizards. You're, they're playing teams that are, I would say better than them. Obviously the, the wolves, the, the Raptors who just crushed them, the wizards who LeBron scored 50 and they barely won. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I'm sure LeBron's going to be super sappy and emotional and talk about playing for the Cavs again that day. Um, so it's uh, I'm not going to sit here and if you're listening to this, you're like the you're like the real MVP because you still you're like a glutton for punishment to listen to Laker podcasts right now. So I'm not going to sugarcoat it for the people that are still listening because they know exactly what we know. Like this is a bad team that's not going to get better, and you're seeing it on the court. The frustration has been boiling over. The post game quotes have gotten worse and worse and worse, and I think reality has set into this team. It took them a very long time till March, mid March. But you could tell the reality of of it all has been hitting this team lately. Yeah, I was going to say like the body language hasn't been great for most of the year, but these last few games, it's it's noticeably even worse. I would say like guys are not even crossing half court uh, mm-hmm. on some possessions and transition defense, and um, I didn't think it could get worse, but it definitely looks worse. Uh, they look disinterested. Um, guys like uh, Wendy and Gabriel just having a pulse is a huge, like, like it sticks out. Like a guy who gives any type of effort sticks out on this team and credit to him and credit to guys like THT at that had a really good game uh, yesterday and Austin Reeves always tries. So for those guys, they, they definitely stick out for, for giving a damn and, and that that's noticeable on this team, but yeah, um, they might be to a point where they've at least checked out or are not trying to give maximum effort knowing what the outcome is probably going to be. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what has made me kind of just been so down on this team in general. And I, it's just like, it is, you know, we always, we always, I think we maybe get carried away with, you know, the, the effort, you know, we, we question effort and with this team, it's so visible that they just don't try sometimes that it's everybody sees it. And I think that's what's been that's one of the main things that's gotten me so down on them is they almost act like you you're not supposed to do this to us. So I'm not even like, what do you what I'm not why would I why am I gonna go try? Like this shouldn't be happening to us. That's the vibe I've been getting for so long. And now I think that every team knows the thing that can go in there. Every team. 
Yeah. The Rockets beat them. Okay. And we, we said like, imagine they should fire Frank Vogel if they lose to the Rockets. Like we said that last week and every team knows that they can beat this team. And it, it is, uh, it's <laughs> like a loss for words, dude, for the first time. Like they smell blood, they smell blood in the water. And, mm-hmm. and when, when the Lakers are have as many national TV games as they do, like those teams want to embarrass the Lakers yeah. knowing that th- this is the right now is the perfect chance to do that. And on, and on stations like ESPN and TNT, like this is them getting their frustration out after all those years of losing to this team and a team like the Rockets who are young and um, have something to play for in terms of just like their NBA careers ahead of them. They're, they're going to try to kick the Lakers ass and the Lakers, you know, once they get hit, they'll have a fake comeback here and there, but they usually, they usually fold. Yeah, it's it's. I compare the like playing the Lakers this year to like rich dudes going to like Africa and like shooting game that has been placed on a platter for them. You know, like they know they're gonna get the kill. It they just want to go do it for the ex for the fun of it all. You know, it was they. Everyone knows they're gonna come in here and beat them, and that's how they act. And the Lakers look surprised every time, and it's it's baffling to me that there's 14 games left in the season and they still have absolutely nothing else to say, except we got to try harder. It's like, that's one thing you can control, man. (laughs) That's the one thing that you guys can control. Like 100% effort is the one thing that you can guarantee can happen every single night. And they still don't do it. I hate this team. I'm telling you, man, there's something about this team. I said it in December or November, when there was a game specifically yeah, you called it early where they were getting like technical after technical after technical. And you're just like, shut the hell up and go try to play just because these young teams, like the, remember the thunder were kicking their ass like early on, they were fighting the Pistons and you're just like, dude, can you all just like buckle down and go play? And they just never did. And they are still not. And it's just like, what are we doing here? And also Alex, it's different and it feels different this time around. Like we've had bad teams. This isn't the worst team record wise that the Lakers have ever had, but it feels different because this doesn't feel like a, like our team. And what I mean by that is like homegrown talent, you know, like guys that we drafted, we don't have, and I hate to use it because it might seem like a cup up, but we don't have like a Kobe to rally around. And what I mean by that is those years where we were awful and Kobe was playing when he did play, obviously he missed a bunch of games. If we just had Kobe, right? We had Kobe who was always going to be giving it his all, who was always our guy. And some people might be listening to this and be like, well, LeBron gives it his all. I mean, I look at his numbers and, and this and that, but LeBron is not our guy. Let's be real. At least the way I look at it, LeBron is more Cleveland than he is LA. He's more Miami than he is LA. Like, I just don't feel like we can have, we have a guy that we've been able to rally around and point to like, I love this guy. He gives it the all and I can tune in and watch. It just got a bunch of guys from everywhere else that just don't really seem to care or want to play right now. So like you mentioned, like the Lakers right now, they have 29 wins, right? And you're, you're, you're saying this is, the team you hate the most of any other Laker team in history. I don't know if I want to use the word hate, 
but I definitely have or found you, you don't like watching. They're the like, least enjoyable team I've ever okay. seen play for the Lakers. And that is saying something. Yeah. Uh, but I said that I, early on, like I said that super early on, like this team, I thought they would turn it around. I never thought my, my point would be like stamped and like put in bold letters though. So I like, if we're trying to break that down, I wonder what makes this team so unwatchable. Like it was, it was, how much was it the expectations going into the year a factor? Like, cause we, they were a title favorite, I would say, or like a top two title favorite. We thought they were going to be at least what a top three team in the West, if not top two, if not one. Um, I think most of us, like even the people who are really down on this team, no one expected them to be this bad. Right. Um, so how much of it do you think was just expectations not being met? Like if this team had no expectations, like I know my answer, I still think they would be un- unwatchable. Like, like I, I'm looking through the last 10 or 15 years of Laker teams and even teams who had like 17, 21 wins. I really enjoyed those teams or yeah. aspects of that team. So when I'm trying to think about what I don't like about this team specifically, I think it's just the fact that they, not that just that they don't try. It's just, they're not playing for anything. Right. It, it, like yeah. at least those young guys were trying to figure it out. And I think that was so fun about those teams where every game was almost like you're getting to experience them figuring out something on the fly. And that's mm-hmm. going to be a part of their future going forward. And with this team, it's like, I don't even, I think 95% of this team is going to be gone next year. So yeah. how am I going to get invested Hopefully. with it? Right. Um, I would say everything you just said is true. It's the, the, we had so much expectations for this team. I believe they were, were they the favorite from the Western conference? If not, they were like the second coming into yeah. the season. Um, to me, more than that. And I think I've used this word more than I've ever used it in my life this year is entitlement. They just feel and they play and they carry themselves like they're entitled to more. And I hate that because it has led to them not playing as hard from my perception as they could have. It's been the finger pointing from Genie bus, the Rambi, Palinka, Vogel, players, everybody has been blamed at some like, DeAndre Jordan has been blamed. He's not even here anymore. Every single player on this team, I feel like has got their Kendrick Nunn has never suited up and people blame him. Like, and then the on court, like the visual aspect of the, of the basketball, it's so bad. Like the offense is so bad and they're not the worst offense in the team, in the league by any means, they average the 13th most points in the league somehow, but it's just not a good brand of basketball. It just seems so forced. It was never really, never looks like they have a real game plan. I remember a few games early on in the season when they were tied and trying to win a game late. Vogel just drew up a pull up three for Westbrook. And it's like, what is this? Like, it just has never felt like a unit. It's never felt like a team. Everything has been about individual performances. It continues to be that way, specifically for LeBron. I get it. He's chasing a scoring title, but it, that's all it's about now. He's posting stuff about his career accomplishments, nothing about the game. It's so much stuff that's added up that has made me feel the way I feel about this team. Now I, there's not just one thing. It's a lot of things put together. 
Yeah. And I, I think as you were saying that I was trying to just ask myself right now, like what's their identity? Like what's their strength? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like last year it was, but, um, or when they won the championship it was defense, defense, transition offense, um, being huge, like Dwight, AD, um, JaVale, JaVale, like LeBron, like that was their identity this year. I, I don't know. Like, what are they, what are they better at than other teams? Getting hurt. (laughs) It's it's true. I mean, unfortunately, but I mean, they're at at some point we got, we have to stop using that as an excuse, right? Like it it is a big part of the season when you Mm -hmm. have AD miss as many games as he has LeBron miss as many games as he has. Like obviously Kendrick Nutton, is it going to be the, is it going to shift things like one way or the other, but he hasn't played a game um, and everyone else who got hurt, but still at the end of the day, you have to kind of create some type of culture and identity. And I think that was, that's been one of the biggest failures of the season. Yeah, I think so too, man. I think, and you know, a lot of people question that coming into the season, you know, a lot of people question like, what are you building? What kind of team are you building? You're just building an assortment of individual talent. You're not really building a roster that equals some sort of like a typical like built unit. You're just kind of putting stacking Jenga pieces together and hoping it doesn't tip over. And it never looked like it. Like he tried to replicate the Dwight Javel thing by getting Dwight and Deandre Jordan didn't work. He tried to bring in three point shooters. All these dudes are old and actually they can't shoot three points. You know, like um, they're being honestly, how awful, awful would they be? if Austin Reeves didn't turn out to be what he is, if Stanley Johnson didn't get signed on 10 day contracts, like guys that are playing Malik Monk, Malik Monk, guys that are here on accident, almost cause like nobody else gave him a chance. Malik Monk, those three specifically. Yep. Like where would they be without that kind of like fortunate stuff that just kind of not fell into their lap, but they weren't expecting these guys to play significant roles. Like they're playing now they're closing games out. Like LeBron said, like, you know, who do you expect things from? This was after the Sunday night game or against the wizards, excuse me. And he's like, yeah, those three guys, they're on the court for a reason at the end of a game. Those are the guys we trust. I would say Malik Monk has been like the steal of, 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 of all steals of this off season. And hopefully they're able to work something out with him. Cause I would love him back. I, I just like him. And I would say Mello has worked out. I, Mello has met my expectations. Like I wasn't expecting him to come in and, save our team and that's really it as far as guys they brought in this off season not in season yeah um, like and if you also just look at the guys they signed like right away in the off season right like the trevor reza's mm-hmm. the Moore's, yeah the wayne ellington's like these guys are either not on the team anymore they don't even have a chance to play in the game haven't played a game like in like in Nunn's case mm-hmm. like that's what a good half of your team that is just unplayable at this point yeah and that's that's um yeah that's not going to equal success no it's not and what's really interesting man is i saw harrison right is this your least favorite lakers team ever on silverscreenroll.com and you already know my answer to that and it's, it's incredible to say something like that. You know, you got that meme. Remember, was it Robert Kelly, Robert's, the starting five meme that always goes around? Yeah. But even I feel like those teams, like I'm looking at the worst team of all time in Laker history was Kobe's 
last season, believe it or not, Kobe's final season was the worst record wise in Lakers history. They went 17 and 65 that year. Kobe played 66 games. Obviously we all remember the final game and you kind of erase the rest out of your brain, but you know, this is a team with Roy Hibbert, Julius Randall, D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson, Lou Williams, Kobe Bryant, Larry Nance, Jr. Nick young, Marcelo Huerta, Ryan Kelly, meta art, meta uh, world peace. Like, Guys that it felt like we were building something and I knew we were awful and we were going through a tense transition, transition period, but you had Julius Randall, you had D'Angelo Russell, you had these guys that, Hey, we, we know we're bad, but we're kind of working our way to something. So I don't hate that team. It's not my least favorite team. It, but were they good? No, but I already said it, Alex, we still had Kobe. We still got to watch Kobe. We still got to see Kobe's final, you know, he, we knew he was going to retire and he was like struggling and injured and everything. I still like that team better than this one. I, yeah. I, I think even with that record, there's still going to be a fondness uh, of, of that team of that season and that final game that just, honestly, just that final game alone. Uh, it, it's tough to kind of say that's a team that's less enjoyable than this team. And like, like I mentioned earlier, even this, those young rebuilding seasons when you had D'Lo and Ingram and, and Randall and all those guys, like that was fun. Honestly, like I, I know some fans like are hardwired to think it's either championship or bust. And, and for the Lakers, that is the case. But there is also kind of like a different type of enjoyment that comes with like watching a group of guys, you know, that's going to be on the team year on, like year out. Like they're on multi-year deals. You drafted them and you have this type of um, fondness of those guys. You, you kind of get to kind of grow with them and kind of see how, where the improvements come from in their game and stuff like that. So uh, obviously that's not going to be the case as a Lakers team. This, this is probably not going to be a team that ever rebuilds and sticks with the same four or five guys for more than a couple seasons. They're, they're a team who star chases who fills out the rest of the team with minimum guys and rinses and repeats. And sometimes it works. A lot of times it's worked for them, but other times when it doesn't work, it it's really ugly. And I think yeah. this season might be, might be the best example of that. It's also like revisionist history as well. Like we can also look at what we had, like we had a championship team with this team and then that you just demolished it. You know, you got rid of guys that you built, you had a core team and now they're like, you know, like you, like I almost feel like you didn't have to tear it down. There was a bit of an overreaction to that first round exit. Uh, like even AD, I obviously he Phoenix had some comments about it, but AD saying like we were in control of that series before I got hurt. And uh, I mean, they were <laughs> like, uh, literally they were up two one before he got hurt. So they were in control of that series, but, uh, if he didn't get hurt, maybe they win and maybe they make it back to the finals. Who knows? But they didn't. And this front office chose to kind of, uh, zigzag from what works. Um, but yeah, um, th- there should have been still some ways to keep certain guys. Yeah. Yeah, uh, dude, and when you look at Lakers history, it's pretty incredible how bad of basketball we've been watching just lately. If you, I'm just looking at it right now. Since 2014, five of the worst Lakers top 10 teams or worst 10 teams have happened 
since 2014. You're at the two in 2015, 16, they went 17, 65, 2014, the year before that they went 21 and 61, 2016 and 17, they went 26 and 56, 2013, 14, they went 27 and 55. And now this year they're 29 and 39. It's pretty incredible. Like, yeah, it's bad. It's been bad. It's been like, it's the Lakers have had more bad seasons and good seasons in the last decade plus. And like next season might be better uh, or worse. Who knows? But we are coming up to a point where this is going to be a, the, the cycle again, we're going to be to a point where LeBron, if he, he might leave, who knows what, when he leaves or he retires or what happens, then who knows what happens with AD and we're going to get to a point again where we're in that kind of retooling period. Yeah. Uh, I know the Lakers still like to use the word rebuild, but retool. So I don't know. It, and then, We'll see what happens in that in that case because they don't have that many draft picks, so it might not be as fun as the the guys we had before. But we'll see. Can I uh, read you a roster and you tell me do you like this team better than do you like this current yeah, year team it. or that year team? Okay, let's do it. Here's a roster for you. This player played the most, appeared in the most games this season for the Lakers. Okay, Ed Davis. Oh, I, I was a big Ed Davis fan. <laughs> Ed Davis, Wesley Johnson, Jeremy Lin, Carlos Boozer, Jordan Hill, oh. Robert Sacre, Wayne Ellington, Jordan Clarkson, Ryan Kelly, Nick Young, Tariq Black, Kobe Bryant only played 35 that year, Jabari Brown, Xavier Henry, Dwight Bucks, Vander Blue, and Julius Randle played one game this year. That That's the... Uh... That the meme, right, of the starting lineup that, that was from so, that season. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was a 2014 yeah. 2015 season. They finished it, 21 and 61. I'll say that team sucked really bad. Oh, but, yeah. but they did have guys, like you said, like Ed Davis played hard. Mm-hmm. I think he, Ed Davis played harder than anyone on this card. It was a Jeremy Linear. Oh, man. That year was, that year was weird. Um, that was weird. It was weird. But I don't have like this memory of hating the team. No, I think Nick Young went off like in a ton of those games. Uh, that was fun. Um, oh man, but this like, team, the boozer. This next, oh, the boozer. The, yeah. yeah, the boozer stuff wasn't that fun. Yeah, Did, does that was he a Laker when he painted his hair with oil? No, that was okay. with the Bulls. All right, this team has the fourth worst record in Laker history, and I love this roster. <laughs> Jordan Clarkson, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell. I don't love this name. Lou Aldang, Nick Young, Lou Williams, Larry Nance Jr. Oh, I forgot about this guy. I might hate this team. Timothy Moskov, David Nawaba, Tyler Ennis, Tariq Black, Zubats, Corey Brewer, Jose, Jose Calderon, Thomas Robinson, Marcelo Huerta, and Ron Artest, or Meta Sanford Artest, I guess is his name now. Man, how many of those guys are like key players in other teams now, though? Right, right. right. That, that's like, I, I know the whole, like, I know all those guys were on the Lakers, but I forgot like how all of them were on a team at the same time and how all of them are either starters, all-stars, key rotation guys in other teams. Like, it's, it's crazy. That was the birth of the baby Lakers. You know, the only one missing there is Lonzo. Josh Hart. Like, you, Josh, Josh Hart, Hart just dropped 44. Like in Portland. Um, um, yeah, oh, no, man. that, you How know, about, again, I, I know that team wasn't the whole Mozgov dang thing happened and stuff like that, but we at least got to see the young guys. And again, you, you almost expected them to be bad. How about the fifth worst team in Lakers history? 
Wesley Johnson, Jody. I'm I'm going by games appeared in. Wesley Johnson led the led the team this year. Jody Meeks, Jordan Hill, Robert Sacre, Nick Young, Pal Gasol played in 60 games. Ryan Kelly, Kendall Marshall, Xavier Henry, Jordan Farmar, Chris Kamen, Sean Williams, Steve Blake, Kent Bazemore, Marshawn Brooks, Steve Nash played in 15 games this year. Manny Harris, Kobe Bryant, and Elias Harris. Kobe played six games that year. Yeah, I, I rock with that team. That team, I know, <laughs> I know that team's record might not have been good, but I have fond memories uh, of that team. Is that the Xavier Henry before he got hurt, like dunked on some dude? And then Sean Williams was making a ton of threes that year. Um, no, no, I, yeah, I'm not talking shit about that team. I, I roll with that team more than this one. That is great, man. Like there has been some, some teams on here, dude, that were so bad, but yet like so bad, so good. Though. But remember with fondness, like how yeah. is that possible? Are we, are we that much so wrapped up in the awfulness that is the 2022 season that we are remembering the worst teams in Lakers history with fondness. That's what this team has done to us. Like what? that's great. That's a feat, man. Yeah, man. Was that the, the D'Antoni season? Possibly. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so they, they played fast. I, I remember that. That was another thing I really liked with that team. They scored a, a shit ton of points. I think um, they couldn't stop anyone, but yeah, I no, I like that team. And again, how many of those guys again, were on this, team multiple seasons like nick yeah. young's been there for a while um even like what's his name what's Bazemore his name? <laughs> was on that team too <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah no that you're right those teams at least had it like a, a spunk right like that's yeah. something that those teams had this team does not have a spunk to them how about there's so many like bad teams on here like the 93 94 lakers this might be i don't know what year you were born alex you might have been I, yeah, I might, I might have been too young for the, but 33 the, and 49. These are names that are just Sedale threat. Nick Van Axel, James Worthy, Vladi Divox, Eldon Campbell. Like these are the guys that made me Laker fans. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Kurt Rambis is on this team. Doug Christie. Like what the hell? Anthony Peeler. These are some names that I just never have crossed with. That team was uh, 33 and 49, like this eighth worst team in Lakers. There was a couple of Minneapolis teams in there that were, the Minneapolis Lakers in 58 were 19 and 53. The Minneapolis Lakers in 59 and 60 were 25 and 50. I have no idea who was on those teams, but it's been a lot of bad basketball as of recent for the Lakers. And I think at the end of the day, dude, this is my least favorite team. I was going to say like for the younger listeners or the younger fans, like, do you think years from now, they're going to go to bat for this team. Like I just did for like the 2013, 14 Lakers. It's a great question. That's a really great question. It's a great question because I think this team, as much as I say, they wouldn't have a guy that we can rally around. LeBron has his own army. And I think that people will fight for LeBron and, 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 and back him up, you know, like LeBron might, if he finishes the season, he might finish the season leading the league and scoring. Uh, you know what? That That is a really good point. And I know it's not all fair to just shit on the team. There has been other circumstances why they haven't been great and stuff like that. But like, if nothing else, LeBron is putting up an insane year for someone his age offensively. And we're, I don't know how long we can just expect him to keep doing this. And we're probably taking it for granted, like to see someone this age still be this great 
so you're right. I'm sure looking back, this people are going to point to this year and say, we should probably have um, respected what he's been doing a lot yeah. more. He hasn't averaged this many points since 2010. And that was when he was with Cleveland. Um, and this is, would be, if it, if it finishes as is, this would be his third, fourth highest scoring average in his entire career. It's wild. Yeah, it's wild. It is wild. In a year like this, dude, in a year like this, statistically he's having his best season as a Laker. But, you know, if you watch it, it's just – is it is the team that – I mean, I guess that's always like, – that's, that's like a dumbfounding question. Like, is the team that bad? Like, he's putting this up and – or is he contributing to the problem? Like, with putting numbers flawed. up? I don't know, man. It's so weird, dude. It, it's a flawed team. Like, they're so small. And then when they go big, their bigs aren't very good to a point where they're either just being released or unplayable. AD yeah. not being there has been a huge reason why they can't defend anyone with any, like LeBron has to play center against uh, DeAndre Aiden. Like that's not going to work. Right. Um, they, they're just kind of flawed as is. And even if LeBron, he has to be supernova. He has to score 50 something points for them to have a chance. And if not, it's not going to work. Uh, the Lakers, there is Laker news. If you listen to the Lakers on the radio, they extended their radio rights with ESPN 710 Los Angeles. Um, so there you go. That is the only Lakers news that we have today. No update on AD. Um, no really, no update on anybody else. So there you go. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many people listen to Lakers on the radio. We'll, but we'll raise go. that banner this year. It's a yeah. crypto. Uh, the Lakers have 14 games remaining. They take on the Minnesota Timberwolves tomorrow. And I was, dude, it's been, you know, the Lakers are four and 15 in their last 19 games. They were 500 Tuesday, January 25th, after beating Brooklyn in Brooklyn. That's when they were 24 and 24. And it has just all downhill ever since. And the Lakers now have a four game road trip. They go at Minnesota tomorrow, 5 p.m. Pacific, and then at Toronto, at Washington, at Cleveland. And uh, yeah, I have absolutely no expectations that this is going to go well, but it is what it is. They got to play these games as much as we don't want to watch and as much as they don't want to play. You got to do it. Lakers do have a one game lead over the Pelicans and a two and a half game lead over the Trailblazers to be in the play in tournament. If it ended today, which it is not because the Lakers, I believe, have the toughest schedule remaining where 10 of their 14 games are on the road, I believe. Um. Yeah, 10 of their 14 games remaining are on the road. And yeah, we'll see what happens. If it ended today, they would play the Clippers in the playing game. But it's not going to end today. So Alex, what do you think? What do I think? In, in the next four games. The next four, four games. games. Um, man, I keep getting these wrong. <laughs> Even when I go... Uh, negative. Negative. Um, I don't know, two and two. I expect them to beat Washington if LeBron scores 50. If LeBron scores 50 every game, they might win every game. That is the only way. I made a joke about this like forever ago. I was like, yeah, if LeBron scores 50, the Lakers have a chance. And it's proven like they literally have only won two games because he scored 50 points each game. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, we'll see. Alex, uh, <laughs> I, I saw you. Did you write something on silverscreenroll.com? 
Oh yeah, I no, it's I don't a mean lot to. Like this. I know, I don't mean to laugh, but that's why I'm laughing. No, yeah, it was a lot of like this podcast. I I just kind of wrote about just to be transparent, like as as someone who covers the team, and I'm sure a lot of people who cover the team are running into the same issues, and even as people who are fans of watching the games, like you do get to a point where you kind of run out of some ideas or how to, to spin things or how to kind of focus on specific things. So I just wrote about not knowing what to write about that week. Yeah. And uh, Harrison was really cool. Um, giving me that suggestion when I went to him saying, I'm not really sure what to write about. And he kind of, yeah. and he's been really cool with that. So yeah, I, I get the frustration that fans have watching this team. Cause um, like this whole pod has been about, it hasn't been fun. So I, I just kind of want to express that as someone who has to write about the team, but sometimes it's hard for us too to try to figure out what to say. And we don't want to, like, I specifically don't like to like bullshit people. Yeah, me too. Like, if I, if I don't know what to write about, like, I'm not going to just write something for the sake of it. I'd rather kind of be open about it. Yeah. I told you off air. I was like, I just think we should record our brainstorming session on what to talk about. Cause that's kind of like the point where we're at in the season. You know, it's uh, we know what to expect, you know, what's going to happen. And if something different happens, that's the news. But other than that, there is no news. So shout out to you for writing that on writing about the Lakers, silverscreenroll.com. Follow Alex at Alex M Regla on Twitter. Follow me at Alex Padilla 86. And uh, yeah, man, I think, you know, next week we're not recording on a game day again. It might be time to bring the wrestling compared oh, to yeah. Lakers episode. It might be time. I've been waiting for this moment since our, our last one, like a year or two ago. I'm probably now. Yeah. During the lockout, during the lock, that was probably the best podcast we've ever done. Honestly. I was gonna, also, also rest in peace. Uh, yes. Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, one of my all time favorites. That, that was a real bummer. I'm still kind of sad about that. So yeah, no. Him and Kevin Nash were just like the greatest duo and yeah. NWO. And he was so cool, man. And yeah, it's, he lived after wrestling life was not kind to him, but he seemed mm-hmm. to be turning it around. And yeah, man, rest in peace to, to Razor Ramon, dude, Scott Hall. That also was a, a great, uh, a great photo online. I might tweet it out later of Razor. Uh, I think Kevin Nash and magic Johnson, all three of them kind of hanging out. It's just one of my favorite photos. I don't know what it's from or how they met up, yeah. but it's one of my favorite uh, intersections of my, my two favorite things. So yeah. NWO had such a crossover appeal to so many people so many athletes you know how many people showed up in on the wcw i would say dennis rodman Rodman. Malone had Mm -hmm. matches against the nwo yeah it was uh they had such crossover appeal because they were so cool man like something about that era of wrestling which is like to me was like the golden era of wrestling um but yeah all right man well that's enough downtrodden things for you guys tonight (laughs) let us know if you're still here what's your least favorite laker team love to hear from you guys see how many people disagree or agree with us alex i'd be, I'd be curious to see that i'll put the poll question for today but like is this your laker is this your least favorite laker team of all time and we'll see alex have a great night man you too man shout out ed davis 2013 Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> you got a your number one fan is over here ed shout out <laughs>